Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So today is July 22nd, 2015. So Vinny, please. Okay. So, you know, the first thing he says to you, he says, I know I was greatly loved. He says, Mom took great care in, well, making sure that my coat was as non-greasy as possible. He's just referring to general body care. He does show me an image of being, okay, receiving those eye drops. You had mentioned, Paige, um, you took good care of my body, he says. Um, she would look me over. He shows me an image of, you know, when he was in the physical, you lifting his ears and checking him out. And, and all of these images are just to relay the information that, indeed, I know you took good care of me. Um, he shows me an image of patting your hands. When I ask, what does that mean, Vinny? He says he wishes he could take, take the heartache away and replace it with a, a space of comfort and peace for you both. He says, I was just a good guy, a mellow guy, an unassuming guy. What does unassuming mean? He says, well, I didn't cause any, any ripples. He says, I was just an easygoing character and a bit of a marshmallow, quite honestly, in person. <laughs> um, you know, he just says it was a good space to be in. And, you know, he thinks actually, Paige, he might have been one of your favorite dogs. He says, I was her favorite. Um, <laughs> oh my! That was to, one of the things I wanted to say to him—that he was my special pooper and he was one of my favorites. He very much knew that. Very much knew that. You know, he shows me this sweet image and wants you to know he's doing it on the other side in a spirit form of you know how dogs will stretch out he's showing me that he could do a stretch like a cat which is kind of unusual for a dog where they stretch out with the front two paws straight ahead of them and then the butt in the air higher and he just tells me I could do amazing stretches before I would go into lay down mode he says or he says I like these two butt scratches with human nails he says I had a favorite side that I especially like to be butt scratched on um and he's just relaying some really enjoyable memories in his physical body. Um, he says you have to forgive yourselves. Um, he's also commenting to me now that Sushi had a bit of a screw loose. Um, let me just ask him, what do you mean by that? Um, he tells me she was always a bit fickle. Okay, what does that mean, please, Vinny? Um, uh, unpredictable is actually how he defines it now. In what way? He says, you know, she was just one of those dogs who... Uh, he says, could be temperamental in the sense that she's one way one moment, and then, you know, something triggers her, and in the next moment it's almost like she's a wild sushi, almost like a wild dog. Uh, and he just says it's it's like she wasn't e- even herself. He gives me that reference to like um, a bit like a Jekyll and Hyde situation. And he's not saying this guy's to upset you further or to, you know, make you feel sad. He's just trying to explain what he saw on his mm-hmm. end. Um, he tells me, me, he says, I just napped a lot. He says, I didn't really, he didn't provoke her. He feels that she was on edge, barking at something outside of a, okay, I feel her in, in the indoor space, but like barking out through a window, and she was agitated is what he says. She wanted out, okay, out of the, out of the space wherever they were held. 
Um, he tells me that his hearing was really poor at that point, um, had been for quite a while, and so he says her barking really never upset me. He just kind of ignored it. And then she went into a frenzy. He shows me an image of her during frenzy mode, like taking something in her mouth. I wonder if this is a, a dog toy, um, a stuffed animal of some sort. And he just shows me an image of her taking it and, and treating it like it was a squirrel or something that she had, you know, caught in her mouth. And he says, next thing I know, she was upon me. Um, And honestly, from his perspective, it happened so fast. It came out of the blue. He didn't predict it. Um, He says, this was a bit of a hard one to predict. And, you know, he wants you to know he doesn't blame Sushi. He just says that she was kind of, he does use the term messed up. Um, And she was messed up. And he's referring to mentally messed up before she came to you guys. What do you mean by messed up, Vinny? You know, he says she was mistreated in the past, and she was always a bit acting vulnerable and scared at times, although it feels like in in your home, the both of you were able to rehab her um, to quite a a bit of success, and he's commending you for that. He says it was important that Sushi got some rehab, and he shows me an image now in spirit form uh, sitting beside Sushi, He says, I wouldn't have called her my friend exactly. We were more like roommates. We shared space. He called her the little dancing queen. She could dance very well on her front two feet. Um, Dancing, um, it's more like, uh, you know, when dogs get excited, they go back and forth, back and forth, sometimes on the front two feet. That's what he's referencing when he says he called her the dancer. He says, I was not the dancer. Um, But he wants you to know because he puts his arm around her now, she's much better. She's in a much better frame of mind, and he doesn't blame her. No anger towards her. Okay. All right. So that's what he said so far. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pause. Um, comments, questions, guys, here in the moment? There, were, there weren't concerned. any. There were no stuffed animals in the house. The only, the only thing that she might have had would have been maybe like a rawhide, but um, Vinny didn't really care if he had, I mean, he, I'd give him one and he would drop it 30 seconds later, so I know. Yeah, no, I don't get it. The, I get he was minding those biz, own business laying down napping. She saw something from inside. A, to me, it feels like a window, like she was being excited by something she was sensing or seeing beyond <laughs> the, the glass, and it, it got her riled up. And then I see her redirecting her wild energy, as he calls it, to an object and then dropping the object and going to him. So I, I don't get there was okay. a scuffle at all between Vinny and Sushi for an object. He was minding his own business. I see him laying down in his what he describes as usual spot, and then she stepped on me accidentally, and he does show me reacting to that discomfort, and then it's like she dropped the object and went, to, went on him. So what about the other, what about Angus? So what about Angus, Vinny? He says, I wouldn't call him the culprit number one, but he dived right in. Um, He says Angus is, he called Angus a bit, well, Angus has two modes. He has follower mode and he does have leader mode. In this case, he does call Angus the the follower. Okay, so Sushi was the leader, uh, and it feels like the two hmm, are partners in crime is how Vinny puts it. And once she started in on me, I did react and flail like prey because it hurt is what he says. There was there was teeth involvement on Sushi's end. And, yeah, he does show me Angus becoming part of the next. You know, 
he, he does say my vision isn't, well, in, in my body wasn't that great. He says, but I had the awareness that she started it. Yeah. He says, I guess I was laying on the floor in the wrong place at the wrong time. And she was set off by, okay, I'm hearing now the sound of, to me it sounds like a motor. I'm not sure if this is a lawnmower. Um, a motor. It, it's machine-based versus it being like children playing, the sounds of their voices. I don't get human. I don't get dogs barking. Um, sounds to me machine-like. That got her riled up. Okay. And this may have even been a yard or distance, you know, but she just had very acute hearing, unlike unlike myself, he says. Um, you know, he is saying with sushi, he says running her, you know, if, he, if we could go backwards in time, he says running her, he thinks, would have been something that would have been helpful because her, again, he says because of her screw that was loose. What is that? Tell me more. He says just because she was sometimes a, a gasket that could blow, he says, making her more tired, he thinks, versus um, having her, you know, stay in an enclosed space. And he probably have a yard, but, you know, it's like running, jogging this dog is what he says I would have recommended if we had walked, had that time. I walked Sushi and Angus two and a half miles each that morning, and mm. we used to have a treadmill that we would run Sushi on, and... I would run her morning and night for 20 minutes each, and even with that, she and Angus killed Simon. I don't... I like that he brought her... um, Yeah, just... I don't see Sushi as a balanced dog, and exercise certainly is helpful. Exercise isn't a cure, he says, for preventing a mishap, but it tires the body and makes one... Well, Mm -hmm. it makes her, made her a little bit more balanced. Um, he says, great for walks. It's it's just kind of like something in hindsight, jogging her, jogging her, he feels, you know, would have been helpful. And, you know, um, these, you know, Paige, we, we as animal owners, we do the best we can, you know, and he's not blaming you. It's just in hindsight, it's something he says for that mentally unstable dog. Yeah. As far as the cat, he has no comments on the situation with the cat. He just says, when two dogs get going and they act like a wolf pack, like a tag team working together, and he says the two of them did. He has that awareness that in the past they did work together. Um, And he just says they worked, well, they worked as a pack, and they, they did. They started, and they went in for the kill. So there wasn't, like, any back off period. You know, some dogs will sometimes gang up on another weaker dog sometimes in a home. I've, I've sensed that before. And yet, I don't get that they singled him out on purpose. It wasn't premeditated. Something agitated her. She got riled up. The energy was high. Her brain was high. Hard to get her to come down. It's kind of like a human who's worked up in a frenzy. And he just says, and one thing led to another. He was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Got stepped on. He he yelped. He reacted. And she redirected the high intensity that she was feeling emotionally onto him. And Angus dove in. Yeah. You know, he just says what matters here is that we loved and you tried to help them. Uh, What does that mean? You know, he says he feels like you guys tried to really work with Sushi, tried to rehabilitate her. Is there anything, Finney, you're wanting to say about Angus? He says Angus, he says, was a really good boy. He could have his moments. 
But Angus thinks, or excuse me, Vinny thinks of the two, Angus and Sushi, that Angus was more of the easier, okay, of the two of them is how he puts mm-hmm. it. I was the easiest of them all, but the easier of the two who, in his opinion, were always operating in their best, you know, putting their best foot forward, being the best of themselves. Okay. Um, questions, guys? Um, just, uh, I guess, now that it's over, now that we, you know, I, I'm I'm kind of glad to hear that they just went in for the kill, didn't take their time. I, I don't, I don't want to have heard that he suffered long, even though I know it was painful for him. Mm-hmm. Does he have any wisdom now that he can share with us as to the bigger picture why this mm-hmm. might have sure. happened. Yeah. Um, he just says he feels like uh, the, the bigger wisdom, he says, is that I was a scapegoat, he says, that helped Angus get out of his body. Um, he says that Angus, well, had come to completion with his life about four months earlier and yet was doing fine. It feels like Angus was doing physically fine. You know, people looking at him, taking care of the dog, you'd think, oh, he's fine. But he had actually come to completion. And well, Vinny just says something had to give. He says, none of this, again, was premeditated. None of these, including himself, Vinny says, I nor the other two, Sushi nor Angus, had an awareness when we were in the physical that this is what it was going to come to. He says, but he was complete in life. Okay, so it just feels like that was part of the picture when I ask, is there other wisdom here? Um, Vinny just says, be... Hmm, He's wanting to put out to you guys the the idea that it's okay to be selective, he says, about who you take into your home. He calls you both very big-hearted, and he says, I loved being with you both. You know, honestly, he shows me an image of putting an X on sushi and not on Angus, and what does this mean, please, Vinny? He said she was a bomb ticking waiting to happen. Um, I mean, really, he keeps pointing to her as the more... One of the two dogs, the one that could be triggered more easily. Um, any other wisdom? He just says, the wisest thing I can say is that over here on this side in love, he says we all dwell in harmony. He doesn't have any animosity towards either dog. And he puts a Band-Aid on both your hearts. What does that mean, please? He says, I want you to feel better. He wants you to heal from this. He, he calls you very very busy. It was like a very mm, busy, like you had a lot of things going on in your own personal lives, human human stuff, human lives. Uh, and he just says with that, he says you did a good job, the best you could in loving all of us. He says some beings, again he, he re- really points out sushi, can't be helped too much. They have their own path to lead. He says she had a choice Okay, he says about 24 hours before all of the event took place, he shows me an image of her soul contemplating two choices. And he says when the moment came in the physicality, he says she was so distraught and and worked up in a frenzy that her mentally she just could not, she couldn't get out. I mean, she could, if, if, for example, if there had been a space where she could have run outside, it feels like she would have gone towards the source of the noise, wanting to address it, bark at it, 
something of that sort, interact with it in that way. And instead, there was no choice. She just shows me again a wall. And then the accident happened where she accidentally stepped on me, and things went that way. So that was like um, he shows me two directions, and that was the direction that ultimately ended up taking place. And he says again, I don't blame her. Please don't blame yourselves, he says to you as well. He says, I was an old soul, a sweet boy, good-natured dog. He says, I was also a bit too, in my retirement age, he says, to assist either dog. I assisted Angus some. Um, He actually tells me that, you know, he was an acquaintance of Angus. He he uses the word friend to Angus very lightly. Um, You know, it doesn't feel like they had a, you know, he's super lovey-dovey relationship. But he says, I was very content with him, content with Angus. He says, and I was good with her, Sushi. I never set her off. He knew what her triggers were. And he just says, I was just me, being me, being polite. He says, I got to be authentically me throughout all of this. He says, from beginning to end. And he says, I pride myself on, and he puts his hand on as if, well, hand as if he had a hand paw on his heart. And he says, I love me for being me through this. And he, okay, shows me an image of taking both your hands as humans and having you put them on your own heart and loving yourselves through this hard time. Do that for yourselves, he says, because I did it for me. Okay. Um, Okay, and he's quiet now. Other questions? Angus just comes through actually now um, at a moment's notice and says, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to cause such heartache and pain. Um, okay, he says, Sushi did set me off. He says, I, I, he still takes responsibility for his part, though. He says, I did follow her lead. Um, you know, he says that he was always a bit of a, okay, if somebody was to start a, a fight, he, he's always been a joiner, somebody to join in. Um, he doesn't call himself mean by nature. He says, I'm not that way. And he shows me an image of putting a, okay, arm around Vinny. And he says, I really considered Vidi my friend. And the two of them are certainly friends on the spiritual side, Vinny says. All right. When I back up and look at the scenario to see if there's anything unmentioned here by Vinny, let me just see if there's anything you need to know, universe, please. Anything they need to know on this? Hmm. Um, you know, the, the only thing the universe says is that, you know, don't blame yourselves because that doesn't serve you. It doesn't serve you. It doesn't serve anyone. Um, they are pointing out that when dogs are fragile uh, because they've aged, and they do show me that Vinny had some discomforts in, in his body, that the way he, as the universe calls it, screamed when he accidentally got stepped on by Sushi was one that to her sounded like a prey you know, prey animal or prey being screaming. Um, and Vinny says, yep, I yelped. I did. He admits that he did. Okay. And the universe just says, in the animal world, sometimes that vocalization can really ignite or trigger certain other dogs. Um, you know, and when I do look at Sushi and the way that she thought, she... They keep showing me, the universe shows me an image of her brain and her thinkability as a being, and there's a little hole as if there was um, a piece of brain missing, which is not literal in this case. When I ask the universe, what does this mean? It, the universe says, it's like she didn't think 
in the way that, you know, your typical dog would because she had some damage there. Uh, the damage was emotional in nature. It's not physical, not like a tumor or growth or brain damage or anything like that, but it was emotional in nature that she brought into the home. Uh, and the universe just says, you know, she was. They call her an unusual uh, or interesting character. She certainly could have sweet moments, but she wasn't the most balanced dog and let's, let's just put it that way. It wasn't the most balanced dog. Vinny comes across as he was very balanced. Oh, yeah. Angus could have anger, anger or slash grumpiness issues, is what I'm hearing at times. All right. Okay. Other thoughts? Questions? Well, my sister, my sister and her nieces, uh, or my nieces, they want to make sure that Vinny knows that they... They loved him tremendously. That was the word that they wanted me to use. They loved Vinny tremendously. Okay. And they have cried at night going to bed that they miss their Vinny. Okay. He serves me an image of, like, having his head snuggled between the children's arms. He says, oh, I know, they hug me all day. He got <laughs> lots of actual hugs, physical hugs, um, and he didn't mind it one bit. He says, oh, I hear their prayers. He says, I am fine. He says, let them know I'm fine. Um, he, what is this? Tell me that again. He just says, I have, and he shows me an image of his head inside of a drawn heart. Great love, he adds, for everyone. He says, I was just a sweet being, wasn't I? He puts his a graduation cap, you know, like a human would graduate from college or high school with <laughs> on his head. What does this mean? He says, I was smart. <laughs> Very good. Um, he says to you, too, sometimes the balanced ones have to lead the way for the unbalanced ones. So the unbalanced animals, well, in this case, sushi, dogs of the world like sushi, can regain their forefeet and get balanced again. He says sometimes it looks like a bad scenario, but you know through the entire event, even though it doesn't appear this way, he's telling me he actually helped Sushi. In what way did you help her? He says she, when she transitioned over to the spirit realm, heaven, he just says she looked back and was like, oh my gosh, I did that. And he was there to comfort her. Um, and she was like, I won't make that choice again. I really want to recover. She's got some, I'm going to call it emotional baggage or hang-ups, if you will, that every time she incarnates, and this is, okay, this incarnation was number three of having major, it wasn't the only, she's been a dog before many multiple lifetimes, but it was incarnation number three where she had quite a bit of baggage, and she didn't get through it. She didn't, in other words, recalibrate, reset, um, get balanced at the end. She went out, you know, exited her life still unbalanced. And, and that was through her own choices, guys. That has nothing to do with you guys releasing her, choosing to euthanize her afterwards. It has nothing to do with your choices. had to do with her own. And she's like, I don't want to do that again. She feels like that's the last time she ever will choose that. And that in the next lifetime, she's actually going to put herself in a home, okay, where there's a dog behaviorist who will be able to help her through her neuroses so that she will be a balanced, more balanced at soul level when she reincarnates as a dog. Um, and Vinny is very proudly sitting there as she speaks all this. Why are you doing that? He just says, because I helped her. He says, I was, um, 
uh, he does use the word sacrifice. What does that mean? He says it was, he says sometimes the healthy have to leave, lead the mentally unhealthy down the road of cure. He says, I've given her an opportunity, so next round she can be better. He shows me an image of laying on his side now when he was in the physical, uh, and he tells me when he would sleep, he would sleep like nobody's business. He would be very deep, not hear much of anything. Um, and he's saying these are happier times, and he just shows me himself chuckling. He says, I could sleep through an earthquake, through a thunderstorm. He, he thinks he was very good at physically sleeping and drowning out all the outside noises. Oh, and he snored like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I had a good life. You know, he really wants to sum that up for you guys. He really honestly believes, ending included, that he had a great life. And he was loved. He was always just the, he calls himself the easygoing, laid back, go with the flow, dum to dum dum to dum kind of guy. And he really um, thinks he did an A-plus job at being a dog with the both of you. He does. So he thinks he did a great job, too, being part of your family he did he was a very very good dog there was nothing he did wrong ever <laughs> ever because mm-hmm. um, that's why you kept me <laughs> <laughs> well obviously we keep the ones that aren't that good too so <laughs> except this time um i'm i'm curious that has does sushi have anything to say to us and, sure. I mean, I'm curious, does she, can she say why she did what she did? And yeah. does she understand that we had no option? This was yeah, strike three. Absolutely. Sushi, for, please. For both of them, for both Angus and Sushi, okay. this was strike three. Absolutely. So let me call her in first to Sushi. She, she, I mean, she, both of them are listening to everything that's being said here by you as well as Vinny. Um, do you understand, you know, that they felt they had no choice? She says, oh, I do. She says, I would have put me down, too. She scratches her head now, and she's like, when the brain doesn't think right, she says, and she's referring to her when she was in the physical, and her physical, um, the central nervous system and the way the brain fires information and the way information is processed, she says, when it doesn't work right, and again, she says, I was abused in my past, okay, in that lifetime, she was abused. She says, when things don't work right, it's very hard, she says, to think in a logical way. I was a very reactive girl at certain things. Now, it feels like she says to me, I was only reactive now and then. It wasn't like every single day this dog was an issue because I don't get that was the case at all. She mm-hmm. says she was a pretty happy-go-lucky girl, loved to race around the yard, was very, um, well, very sprinty, very fast, very quick. Mm-hmm. She tells me she had quite a bit of joy, but she also had trust issues, especially in the beginning is what she tells me. Okay. Um, Again, she says, I would have put me down, too. Um, You actually gave me an outlet, she says, by putting me down. She doesn't blame anybody. She says, if she were to go back to that moment, she says, I don't think I could have chosen anything different. She says, the way I was, the way she was programmed or wired because of, again, her past, past before you guys, there was something that occurred in her past where um, it was very scary. It was very traumatic. She actually blacked out at one point. Um, she was hit, I want to say, by a car or a vehicle. Or To me, it feels like some sort of machine versus it being uh, a person. I don't get it with a person. But anyway, there was some traumatic event in her background that she, hmm, it, well, she'd been carrying with her for quite a while. Do you guys have any awareness on what... Do you know anything about this dog's past? 
No, she was um, maybe a year old when we found her, according to the vet, just based on teeth and whatnot. Mm -hmm. She was running through a busy intersection, and we saw her, and um, her name was Sushi because we were on our way out for sushi, and we ended up missing dinner altogether and came home with her. So uh, we kind of joked that she was our takeout. Um, But she... No, she she was physically, the, when the vet checked her over and stuff, she was fine. Mm. And, you know, like what you said, she did, she she was a good girl for for much of her life, 95%. Mm-hmm. It, it was just the 5% that when she was bad, it was deadly bad. Yeah. And, it, it, and before, before she began killing, really the killing didn't start until Angus moved in with us. Okay. Sushi had been with us a while before, and she had all, Sushi had bit every single dog in our house, mm-hmm. but never killed, just bit, just tried to be bossy. When Angus joined our family, the killing started. Gotcha. Um, so there's the vibration of, um, um, what is this? Within her, how do I describe this, Sushi? What is this? Both she and Anga shared the same vibration of intense, mm, I'm going to use the word aggression. Aggression's really the wrong word, but I can't describe it any other way. Um, and it's not meanness either. It's not animosity. It's, it's intense. Maybe I could call it intensity. Um, that when Angus came in, she shows me becoming more confident in her boldness. Mm-hmm. Okay, because there was a shared vibration. It's it's based on the idea. Let me describe it this way: if if you had um, a whole bunch of really great children, you know, really uh, wonderful human children, you know, all the same age, twelve years old, and somebody uh, same same gender group, say six of these female children, wonderful children, and a shy one joins the group. Those six friendly children, if they accept that child, chances are that child who just joined will blossom and be very similar because she feels supported and safe because there's a similar vibration the six, now seven of them share. Whereas if you've got a group of, how do I describe this, um, one, uh, bullies tend to stick to, with the, together with other bullies out there in the public school system. Bullies, mean children tend to attract mean children. Nice children tend to attract nice, nice friends. Um, there is uh, like attracts like, if you've ever, if you understand or have ever heard of the law of attraction. And so there's this similar vibration that did exist within sushi. Sure, it didn't show up very often, but I see that same energy because the universe is showing me the same energy running in Angus. Hmm. So it's okay. like it got buoyed to the top surface for Sushi when Angus joined. Um, as far as... They, go ahead. When they did this, was could the outside noise that she was upset about, do you think... It, I mean, are, are you... Are you like she? She didn't see anything. She just heard something. Could this have been thunder? I hear it, hearing. Yeah, distance, hearing something in the distance. Again, to me, it sounds like machine machinery. Constant, constant, um, loud, buzzing noise of some sort. Okay, because there was a storm that rolled through, and I wondered if maybe thunder set her off. Okay. Um, I don't get it with thunder. No, okay. no. It was more consistent than that, and it was on the ground, same level, because I can see the the sound waves coming towards her at ground level versus it coming from the sky and radiating down. Okay. As far as Angus, let's get his perspective, Angus friend. So 
Mm. Anything you wanted to say? Do you feel they had they had no choice, and they do want to make you aware of that regarding releasing you from your body? He says, I understand. You know, he says I would have been better as an only dog. He thinks he would have been less hmm, problem, like a problem child, uh, is what he says. Um, but you know, he also says he was very happy with you and Adam. He was so, a happy dog. He, yeah, I, I mean. We joked that there was nothing in his brain because he was dumber than a doorknob, but he was happy as heck. So, <laughs> I mean, it just yeah. that he had that, that screw loose, too. And it it was almost like he, he and Sushi both just had this overly amplified prey drive that, once triggered, had to be followed through. Mm-hmm. You're right about the prey drive. He acknowledges that. He raises his paw like, yep, I claim that. I claim that as mine. I had a high prey drive. Okay, and sushi, well, sushi, again, I, I feel the screw loose or something mentally off in sushi. I do not feel that in Angus, um, but again, they still had the, yeah, that, that aggressive streak um, that I suppose one could, the universe says, yes, you could call that a high prey drive, and it wasn't badness or wrongness, it just was something that was present in both, and they, well, yeah, when the two, you, like you use the word amplified, universe uh, nods its head, yes, indeed, when you get two bad eggs together or at least two qualities that are, um, you know, running side by side and they come together, they do indeed get amplified. Um, Again, Angus is sad, okay, that things went the way they did. He forgets himself. All three dogs forgive themselves, um, and they forgive each other. There's, there's, they're like friends. I see them as three friends on the other side, um, which, of course, all beings are on the other side, you know. Uh, and he just says, I'm sorry I've caused such heartache and pain. Okay. Is there anybody else there with them? Does Vinny see anyone with them? Well, Angus says, I'm getting counseling on the other side, and he shows me a spirit guide who... Okay, is actually human. He also shows it to me in squirrel form, and we're working on the prey thing, he says, for my next round of being incarnated. So this person, of course, on the other side, there we beings, souls, are energy, and we can take on any form, but yeah, he's showing me this image of squirrel to human, squirrel to human, so there's that. As far as um, other beings like other dogs or cats that you may know about, he says we all go to different places on the other side, it's kind of like there's a bunch of rooms or spaces. Many of them are outdoors, he says. He says I was, he loved basking in the sun. And he says, so we do have spaces like that outdoors here. He says, but we all go to our different respective rooms, kind of like, mm, how do I describe this? He says, like a spider goes to the center of its spider web. There's many different spider webs here. Each spider web represents a different realm or place and we all have a home base where we go to. Him and Sushi do happen to have the same home base. Now, of course, he says we can jump from place to place. He says Vinny actually comes from a very more gentler society of souls, of beings. He says I come from a very, he shows me himself, breakdancing, okay, doing a happy dance. What is this about, Angus? He's a more active, a more active branch he says, of souls. He says, we're all different on the other side because our makeup is so different. Okay. Who is Vinny with? What's that? Who is Vinny with? Yeah, Vinny. Who are you with? He does say a cat. Um, He says, because everybody was my friend. Okay. And who else are you with? He just says dogs. 
I tend not to get names, Paige. So p- names for me, they, they just tend not pictures, to come through. Oh. Is he what? Does he, can he show you pictures? Of uh, I see a cat that he describes as tricolored. Um, what else? He shows me a dog that's brown, a dog that's fluffy and black, a dog that's tall, long-legged with, uh, to me it looks like um, a saluki or greyhound kind of body type, tall, slender, and thin. So nobody we know, nobody that's been in uh, our house. Okay, let's point to point. Do you know any, Is there? are you with anybody that she knows? He says we move around over here. He says we're aware of each other. Again, he okay. says we go to different dimensions or zones. Um, I don't get he purposely in where he's at right now on the other side. He's specifically with anybody that you know. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, what else? Um, I, I'm kind of curious just to check in quickly with Buddy the cat and just Absolutely. see how, uh, how is right. he handling this. He was outside at, when this happened. He was always separated because there was an incident at one point when Sushi and Angus were mouthing him and I was able to intercede before he ever got hurt. Mm-hmm. And so Buddy the cat has always been, or at least for the last, since that happened, been separated from the two. Okay. Gotcha. Thank the dog. So, buddy, please. You know, he says, Sue, I'm glad I was outside during that event. He says, Sue, maybe I can come inside now. Um, he just says, you know, he could feel the tension, even though he was outdoors and not near sushi, he could feel the tension in her rising. She was like a hot wire uh, that would burn what it would touch. He says, I sensed it. I wasn't part of it. Nothing I could do is what he says. How are you doing emotionally? He says, trying to console my people. He calls himself a very peaceful character, very peaceful in personality, a nice guy, very content at, you know, hanging out by himself. Some cats would get lonely, you know, being outdoors by themselves, and yet I see him quite as content as anything. He's very comfortable in his own skin, Um, and yet he does show me an image of beaming love to both of you. He says, many people hurt because of the event, and I send them my love. Okay. So emotionally, he's doing okay. Um, any thoughts regarding Vinny? I mean, I don't know, how, buddy, how close you were to Vinny. Um, he just says, Vinny, well, he calls Vinny a very good dog. Like, everybody loved that schmooze, because Vinny was a schmoozy marshmallow. <laughs> I mean, everybody just loved him. Um Okay, your relationship with Vinny, Buddy says, was positive. He says, but I was a cat and they were dogs. So he does look at dogs as, you know, a a different species. He he just is like, I take care of the backyard, is what he says. So he is actually doing okay. Um, You know, I don't know if you want any information on him physically. We can certainly go that direction if you're wanting. Um, But, yeah, what is your next question? Um. I guess as long as as long as Buddy's doing okay, I'd like to check in with um, with Bruce and and maybe Bulbers if we have time. Okay, speak louder on who and who. I'm sorry, I, you're real soft. Um, oh, so, oh, I'm sorry. Um, as long as Buddy is okay, uh, okay. I just wanted to make sure he wasn't traumatized or anything. Mm-hmm. Buddy and Vinny always. I work from home, and the two of them were always in my office with me all day during work days, um, and then. That was a separate part of the house 
so Buddy had like half the house to himself, mm-hmm. and then the other part the dogs were in, and Vinny was welcome in any place in the house. But anyway, so as long as Buddy is okay emotionally, I feel good about um, moving on to maybe talking to you, one of. You them. mentioned something about the physical aspect of Buddy. Is there something? Yeah. Something wrong with him? We need to know about. Um, nothing wrong with him. He just was presenting information on his body. If you guys are wanting to go that route, but he's also a very respectful individual, and he's like, wait till they ask for it. So we can certainly okay. look at that to Adam. Um, and then yes, absolutely. Okay, Paige, we can go that direction. So, buddy, you have been asked. So your body. He just says I'm really slow in the hind end, behind quarters. He doesn't feel yeah. like that's any new information. He's kind of weak back there in the bone structure. Um, doesn't mind a helping hand, like a lift up, a help up, uh, or kind of like a lift, some sort of, uh, yes, he says like being held, picked up, you know, a a hoist, a boost up. Um, Mm -hmm. Regarding the separate room you were mentioning, he just says, I felt physically safe in the presence of that dog. He actually says he felt um, safe in the house just about anywhere, and he's glad that you indeed looked out, he says for him, Paige, because that mousing incident, he thinks um, that very much could have taken, he could have been next is how he puts it. As far as the rest of his body physically, he just says, my eyesight isn't as great as it used to be, he says, but I've got decent hearing. Um, more fish, please. He's talking about food, of course. Um, fish flavors is what he's showing me. Okay, and anything else? He says, I'm doing okay. I go up my pace. Okay, and he says his pace is very consistent and rhythmic, and I do see it moving slower, um, but he says I'm doing fine. Uh, so emotionally, Paige, he actually is okay. He calls Vinny his friend. He knows Vinny's on the other side, and he doesn't have any heartbreak or heart loss, not to the degree you guys are feeling it when I ask, is there any sadness there at all? He says I was initially very sad, but especially because my people were very much hurting emotionally. And he says, energetically, again, from a distance, he was sending you guys love to try to fill the hole um, that he feels had been carved out and that was creating such pain and discomfort. Okay, so, um, Adam, that was just a very bit of brief stuff he did want you to know, so thank you for asking is what he says. Okay. Okay, so he's content. Um, Oh, one more thing he says for you guys as advice, take walks. Take walks. (laughs) Um, because, you know, um, and you can do this dogless, honestly, um, but he's showing me you two, okay, he is showing me holding hands. I don't know if you guys are married or you're just roommates, but he shows me you holding hands when I ask, so what about this? He says they need to love each other through this and love themselves through this because this is causing much heartache, um, and he just feels like you guys can support each other on this, and you're doing a very fine job of it. He commends you both, and to really be gentle with yourselves, he says, in the days ahead, he says, because the pain, the emotional missing, is going to be there. The shock, he says, is kind of worn off at this point. He says, you need to shake your heads, walk it off, and then come back. And he says, let me have tea beside you, um, as if you were drinking a cup of tea as a human and him hanging out with you. He says, my energetic presence of peacefulness, since I am the peacekeeper, will help you to move through this tough time in as easy a way as I can help you with. Okay. He's oh, complete. Buddy, I love him. Please tell him I love Thank him. You, buddy. I've, I've never been good at paying much attention to Buddy. I've always paid more attention to my dogs, but he's a mm-hmm. good cat. He is, but, but you see, he's very content being in his own skin and doing his thing. I, you know, he's got an independent streak. He's content 
with himself. Whereas some beings, are, they're like, oh, I need my other species around me a lot. He doesn't come across like that at all. Mm-mm. He's a patient character and a good guy. So, And he does say to you, he's a page he always has known that you've been more of a dog person anyway, and he doesn't hold that against you. He's cool with that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Thank you, buddy. All right. So you had said, um, give me the names of the other two you wanted to check in. I think you said Bobers and who else? Bobers and Bruce. Okay. Bruce is actually coming in more strongly, so we're going to go with him first. All right. So, Bruce, please. Uh, He shows me an image of you kissing him on top of the head and calling him good boy, and he says, that I was. He agrees. Mm -hmm. All right. He says he's doing fine. He, you know, he looks at all of this, and he says, my gosh, I'm glad I didn't have to deal with any of that. Okay. He just says, life was more easygoing when I was around. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, again, he calls himself a very good boy and a super-duper dog. He puts an S on the top of his forehead that stands for super-duper dog. Thank you. Um, your questions for Bruce. I, I actually didn't have a question for Bruce so much as I just... Um, Bruce Bruce was my second... Well, he was my third Bassett, but the I've had this horrible thing happen to me several times, Danielle. I had... I had Bull first, and then I had a dog named Belle who was killed by a foster dog. And Bruce was my third Basset. And um, he was with me for 10 or 11 years. And there was always, there was always a senior Basset, somebody who needed more attention, more medical care, more something. And when Bruce died, I, I hated myself. I felt like I never, he always, I always got from him that he loved me so much and he wanted to be number one. And I okay. never gave him a chance to be number one, and I hate that. And I just want him to know that I know that, that, he, that he wanted that, and I'm so sorry I never was able to give that to him. Gotcha. You know, he puts his paw on your hand and he pats it as if to make you feel, wanting to make you feel better. He also says, you have a big heart, lady, he says to you. And you always were there to help or to cater to or to mother even. You played mother and nurse, he says, to many of the other dogs. He says, I was easy to love. I didn't require a lot of your attention. He also thinks he was pretty even keel. Uh, You know, he just didn't require a lot of, you know, some animals you have to watch more than others because they do have certain, you know, things that are up for them in their world. And for him, it's like he just never really had anything that was up, but he was certainly a very loving boy. Um, yeah. He hears your apology, and he waves it away. Not necessary is what he says. You know, he says, I'm sitting on a hill, and he shows me this image of you sitting on a grassy grassy area. He shows it to me as if it's hill-like or like a slope, and him sitting next to you he's, and leaning into you. He says, I was a leaner. I was a leaning type of guy. Um, he just says, uh, that was enough. So when I ask, so tell me more, did you actually experience that? He says, in more ways than one, he says, we would sit, he'd sit beside you. Hmm. He shows me an image of like sitting, you're sitting on a couch or a chair or something, and I see him right up next to your legs, uh, very close by in your vicinity. Um, and he says, I always made my body available for petting. It's like he oh, yeah. was always available. And he says, I got what I wanted. Now, he wouldn't describe himself as having been a needy dog when he was in the physical, but definitely one that saw affection and attention. Yeah. You know, he just kind of shrugs. He says, I would have loved more. He says, but you gave me your heart. 
and you gave them your soul. And he thinks that's a wonderful thing. In other words, you were helping. The loving part of you was helping those in need. And he doesn't judge you badly for that. He says, you're judging you. You're judging yourself here. Again, he says, um, that doesn't serve anyone. He loves you and knows you did a great job loving as many as you can. Um, he is offering advice here now. What is that, Bruce? Tell her not to take in so many. No more. No more. Numbers. Watch your numbers. Do what feels good and right. And actually, he's showing me two, like like two, two dogs is what I'm seeing. Not three. Not four. Two. Easygoing ones. And ask that they be balanced from here on out. Um, okay. That's the completion of his advice. I'm he says not all of... He says you attract a lot of needy ones. Um, I, yes, yes. Okay, I needy dogs seniors. and needy humans <laughs> and needy animals of any species are unbalanced in some way, Paige. Um, and this is me talking now, just kind of piggybacking on what he's saying because um, I know what he's talking about. Um, and there's no wrongness in helping a needy animal or a needy child or a needy dog, okay? Jeez, I, I foster myself. I'm a foster dog number six. I also do the small breeds. So I get it, and I've seen it. Um, but what he's saying is, you do rescue, and he shows me you swooping in like Superwoman or Superman and ex- overextending yourself, and he shows me you being flat out like a noodle, like it's too much, and he wants to shake you and say gently, it's too much, don't you see it's too much for you? He says, and unbalanced energy within you, he says, attracts unbalanced dogs, and sh- a lot of them are showing up as very, very needy, clingy, needing a lot of help mentally, okay, is what he says. He thinks there's... um. When you think back to some of the dogs you've attracted in the past, he thinks you're going to see a lot of clinginess of the dog towards towards the human, towards you, I get. Um, but also that. you're going to see a lot of um, there was something negative in the dog's past that makes the dog not actually operate or function perfectly, which to him he's pointing to as a mental, you know, a mental thing. Um, he says when he steps back and looks at the bigger picture of who you are at, at soul level as a being, he says you are in a phase of your own personal soul evolution where you are, you are three-quarters of the way through stepping out of the rescue mode, out of the, mm, where you're starting to learn and understand that, hey, my role isn't here to help just everybody. My role is to be selective and to help where I truly can be of help. He says you're still in the process of learning that in this life. And, again, he doesn't judge you for it. He's just kind of you know, putting it out there so you can, laying it out so you can kind of see that and you can have a conscious understanding of that. And he says, I was an example of a balanced dog. Vinny, he says, was an even better example, he thinks, of a balanced dog. So he says, ask for more Vinnies to come your way. Okay. Okay. Um, so there's some wisdom <laughs> he says I for think, you. I think what he's picking up on, I mean, Sushi and Angus were the only two that were, in my opinion, had a screw loose. I tend to go in and adopt the eight years or older. <laughs> so at that age, they are very needy, but mm. they're the ones nobody wants. <laughs> and I love that. I love that. Yeah, because you're in rescue mode. Yeah. yeah. Rescue mode. When we're in rescue mode, we want the ones that nobody wants. Um, But the ones that nobody wants aren't necessarily the ones that are, you know, um, the ones that we can attract for our and their personal greatest and highest good. Does he suggest Um, that I get, uh, like, a puppy 
instead of... I'm going to go with what he says and what Vinny said. Both of them, they're not saying age here. They're both saying the same thing to you. Attract and ask for what's balanced. If you, um, and Paige, this is me talking now, if you were to just, you know, I don't know if you believe in a, in a higher power. I would think yeah. you do since we're talking with past animals here. But ask what, whom or whatever you believe in, God, goddess, whatever. Um, universe, please help me out of my pattern of attracting, you know, situations like this, beings who operate like this. Please help me attract the ones that are balanced and that, you know, I can truly be of service to and who are in service to me, where it's appropriate we all come together. That way, um, Paige, you're less likely to attract um, via your default mechanism of, you know, operating the old way you've been doing, and hopefully you'll be able to um, step out of this pattern is what I'm being told. Okay. Um, You know, and don't think, okay, the universe is saying you need to tell her this too. Um, Don't think that the ones that you choose, you don't end up choosing are victims because on soul level, everybody is fine and everybody is equal. And those beings that do get euthanized in shelters because nobody selected them or picked them or chose them, um, they, they get to go on the other side and they get to choose whether they reincarnate into better or worse or whatever kind of circumstances they want at their own soul's choice because there's that free will thing. Animals have it too. A lot of us humans, um, and I admit I get caught up in this now and then too because I, I do foster. And yeah, when you see that list of animals that is you know up to be euthanized, I get it. So I've been there and I get it. But um, it's like we got to stop looking at them as victims because in reality, they on a soul level, they are just as infinitely powerful as you and I are. And when we see them through a different lens, believing that they're not, oh, that's that's... That's not good because we have that point of view and we attract from that point of view. So, good advice. Okay. Well, just a couple things to keep in mind. Um, okay, so did you have any other questions for Bruce? Otherwise, we can switch. No, no, I'm good All right there. Thank you, Bruce. And he says, I was a sweetheart. Tell her I was a sweetheart. Oh, that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. All right. And you said Bobers, so let me call him in. Bobers, please. Mm, he says, I would consider myself a good boy, too. Um, I needed a lot of help. I mean, what, why physical help? And he feels that you did. You helped him gain his stability on his four legs, he says. And he, well, has gratitude and applauds you for that. <laughs> he thinks he was one of the easier ones in the early days is how he describes it. Uh, and, well, he actually thinks he had played a very big role in putting you on, well, you choosing to put yourself on the path of this particular breed. He um, was my first dog. Okay, okay. At 19. I adopted him at 19. He was eight weeks old, and he, he and I were very, very close. <laughs> he says, I was meant to be with you, and we were two peas in a pod. It was a beautiful friendship. I had a great life. He says, I was so tired at the end. And he shows me himself taking deep breaths when he was, you know, towards the end of being in his physical body. I was so tired. He says, I expended a lot of energy, he says. In my lifetime, I accomplished a lot. He thinks he just had a very variety, variety is what he says, a varied kind of experience as a dog with you in your life. He says, I wasn't the run of the mill kept at home. It's like you offered me variety and stimulus an enrichment. He just thinks it was a swell time. Does he have um, 
is he like per, like when they're on the other side? Is he is he physically? How do I say that? Is he still with me in spirit? Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Let me have him answer because they all answer differently. So Bobers, are you still with her? You know, he says I visit. He says, but mostly I'm just a thought away. He no longer because you don't need him. You've moved on. Um, you're, you're, and that's good. It's healthy. He says to move on when one is ready, and you moved on years ago. He says that, yeah, he just visits you in your thoughts. When you think of him, he's aware that you're thinking of him, and he says he shows himself, and he smiles, and he shows me lifting a paw. We ask, what is that about? He says, oh, I knew how to get her attention. When I was in the physical body, I knew I could get mom's attention easily. He would ask for attention, put a hand on He shows me an image of you putting a hand on top of his head and him going suddenly quiet, like that was enough to pacify him into uh, satiating his desire for attention. Okay, so um, he's with you in spirit, but some animals who cross over will actually spend time in spirit body in a person's home, you know, consoling them or just, just being there because they feel there's a reason to be there and there's so many reasons why they feel that. But in Bober's case, he says no. He says no. He's actually on the other side. But you can, he says, I can visit you. I can be a heavy lap dog, he says, if you want to. If you want me to be in spirit form sitting on your lap. He says, but it's not necessary that I be with you in the way that some, some past dogs are with their people. We've come to completion, you and me. He says, I led a great life, and it was very satisfying for us both. (laughs) There's nothing he missed out on that he would have wanted that he did not experience with you in your relationship. Okay. Anything else for him? Or, Or I know you had, I think, Simon. Um... We're at 155, or we're at 55, so we've got a few more minutes left. Well, let's, I mean, Adam, do you have anything? Because, I mean, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. You must have something for, for Sushi. We didn't uh, really... Sushi and Adam were very close. I'm okay. just curious if there was anything more there. Yeah. Sushi, is there anything you're wanting to say to Adam? (laughs) She says, throw the stick. Throw the stick is what she says. Okay, anything else you're wanting to say? She just shows me smiling at you, a big smile. She says, I could smile as a dog. My lips could rise. Okay? Um, And and she just shows me the back part of the lip. Okay, as if a dog could truly smile and a grin. Mm -hmm. Any other messages for him? Um, well, she actually credits you in part by stopping the car and getting her. Um, like bringing, I know you mentioned before how you acquired her, but it's like she really credits you, Adam, with stopping the vehicle to get out and get her to, like, get her out of that scenario. Uh, she believed you played an integral role, and she says it was very pivotal in my life. Honestly, had you guys not stopped, she would have died in the road. She shows me herself hit by a car. Um, It was another uh, exit point in her life. Animals and people, when we live our lives, um, there are different various exit points, if you've ever heard of that before, where we can, you know, we, we have options of transitioning to the other side, and that was an exit point she could have taken, but you chose to stop. And so she got to live longer. Um, she tells me she was a fun girl, liked to play, liked to race. Um, she doesn't call herself quiet in body, but rather <laughs> athletic um, and sprinty again. 
Um, and, you know, you brought out the best of me, and you made me go. She says to you, Adam, you made me go all funny girl, girly, um, make me swoon like a teenager. And she, she loved her Adam is the phrase she gives me. I love my Adam. Um, okay. She would just make her very excited. Making you in a happy, girly, uh, excited sort of fashion. She says to you, Adam, we were meant to come together. You helped train me. She gives you credit for helping her learn manners as well. Okay. There was improvement in my life because Adam was there. I hope, um, she's I hope that when she comes back, she can be a better dog for someone. She I says, really that is my plan. She says, gives you a two thumbs up. She says, that's exactly where I want to go direction-wise. She says, I, I need, she says, I need help with the excess baggage, but she feels, again, she's going to be very, very selective about the next scenario she puts herself in so that she can ensure that she gets the help she needs so she doesn't have to repeat this pattern. Um, you know, she does look at everything in the past. Uh, okay, this third and the other two lifetimes where she was carrying the emotional baggage that she just didn't successfully let go of. Um, she just says, I don't blame myself. She says, it's just that I couldn't get through it, couldn't get past it. She says, there's many people in your world that don't get past certain issues. I was an example of a dog who couldn't get past a certain issue. She says, but there's no wrongness in it. Um, she's not again not blaming herself. On the other side, there is no right or wrong, good or bad. It just you know everything is what it is, and all beings do have appreciation and love for one another. Um, so that certainly reigns strong for her on the other side. You know she is asking that you say prayers for her, and Adam, especially you. Uh, what what kind of prayers? She says that I am okay. That my brain is whole next time around and that I have the capacity to think versus flee or react aggressively. She wishes the reaction could be erased from her file, um, but it feels like for the sake of life learning and soul learning, she can't just erase it. It has to be worked through. And she's okay with doing that. She'll give it her all next time. I had fun while I was there, she says. She shows me an image of a ball, or I, I believe this is something that, you know, something exciting that is on the ground in an outdoor environment for her. Uh, I love to run, again, she says. All right. So we are at time, so I'm going to thank her. Vinny's still listening. Thank you as well, Vinny. And Buddy the Cat was still listening, and the others have already disconnected, so thank you. <laughs> Very good. Ask anything of me, Buddy says to you both. If you want comfort from me, I'll step it up and give you comfort. Otherwise, I'm going to let you process in your own way because I'm not a needy cat. I'm not a needy being. I like to hang out with you, do my own thing, be with you, share space with you. But unless you ask me to step up in a different way, he's going to be very respectful and let you guys handle things emotionally the way you want to. So this guy's basically he's letting you know if you want more from him, attention-wise, affection-wise, just say it to him out loud. You don't need to say it on the call. Just he'll understand you when you say it out loud. Say, hey, I really could use some support. If you can show me that physically, not just emotionally but or energetically, but physically too, that'd be really awesome. He he is so respectful of a cat, letting you guys choose how you want it to be. 
All right. Very good. So we are set for today. I will send you, Paige, a link to the recording in 24 hours or less, and that will come to you via your email. So just look for that then. And I just wish you guys the best, you know, healing, comfort, and as one of the animals said, do be gentle with yourselves. And, you know, go through the process that you need to go through in order to emotionally recover from this. And know that they're just fine on the other side with each other, which Mm -hmm. always blows my mind. They always are. (laughs) Okay. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Paige, you're welcome, Adam. All right. You guys have a good evening. You too. Bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.